Welcome to GEP Insights. On this podcast, you'll hear cutting-edge thoughts on supply chain, sustainability, and strategies to help your business succeed. For more information, visit GEP.com. And now, our latest episode. Welcome. You are listening to GEP Insights for Intelligent Procurement and Supply Chain Conversation. I'm your host, John Carter, and today I'm joined by Consulting Senior Director, Rafiq Merchant. Rafiq, thank you for joining the podcast. Absolutely, John. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, well, before we get started, do you mind introducing yourself and sharing about what you do at GEP? Uh, Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, As you mentioned, my name is Rafiq. I'm a senior director here at GEP. Uh, I'm nearly approaching 10 years at the organization, and I'm responsible for leading many of our larger scale sourcing and transformation engagements uh, and currently really working closely within the telecom vertical. So really happy to be here and excited to talk about our Outlook report. Excited to have you. Well, this is the first of two episodes where we'll be unpacking GEP's recently published 2022 Outlook report. Uh, During this episode, we're talking through the first half of the report, which really predicts the global business and macroeconomic trends we can expect to see in the year. Whereas the second episode will really dive into the main leadership themes GEP sees taking center stage. So we're going to break down each of the five major trends highlighted in the report, but maybe at a high level, Rafiq, if you had to explain to the listeners in just a few sentences why trends are important to discuss, uh, especially in the context of supply chain and procurement. Sure thing, John. And I I think we're starting to see the impact of supply chain and procurement really start to reach the living rooms across the country, whether it's the increase in retail prices uh, when we're going out and shopping or we're starting to see a lot of the labor shortages when we potentially go to fast food restaurants or go out to eat. A lot of these sort of challenges are impacting our day-to-day lives. Um, These supply chain disruptions that started with the pandemic are now continuing to rise due to the current global geopolitical tensions between Russia and Ukraine. And that's really put a spotlight on supply chain and procurement functions to really elevate their roles. The businesses, you know, are having to start and rethink about their pricing strategies, the way they look at their product portfolios, and even their supplier networks and partnerships to be able to contend with this ongoing volatility and more importantly, the supply scarcity that we're continuing to see. Supply chain and procurement professionals right now, I feel, need to evolve And this has to be done holistically, right? And they have to look across the entire value chain, whether that's their customers, the suppliers, the third-party manufacturers that they work with, or logistics providers, and finally, even their technology partners. Um, There has to be a laser focus on planning and enhanced visibility. And then I think lastly, 2022 will be a year of great focus on uh, talent retention and also the environment organizations will need to figure out how they can offer their employees flexibility to be able to take advantage of and and access the global network through digitization uh, and, again, allow that flexible model, again, in this fight of, of retaining talent. Environmental, social, and governance will also, I feel, be at the forefront in 2022 as many organizations have already started to sort of measure the monetary impact. But I think what's going to be more important is how they factor that into their true decision-making or business decisioning process, keeping ESG in mind. So um, really feel there's a lot to uncover um, as we go through this uh, discussion, but those would be some of my initial points. Certainly. Well, let's dive into it then. Our first trend uh, from the report is GDP growth. So we saw most economies experience negative growth in 2020, 
then a slight rebound last year in 2021. Should we expect to continue to see that rebound in 2022 or something different? Sure. And so, as you mentioned, I think we're all aware uh, during the global pandemic and the lockdowns, essentially our economy was halted uh, and that was in 2022. But with the help of our frontline workers uh, and the rollout of the vaccines, uh, we started to see things recover in 2021 with global GDP growth of nearly around 6%. There's consensus, John, that this recovery is expected to continue uh, in 2022, but the time horizon is a bit more ambiguous given the possibility of potentially new COVID variants that could come into play, but also most recently the current global and geopolitical crisis. So while we do anticipate and expect recovery uh, in, in 2022, that time horizon could be elongated given the current events that are taking place. Makes sense. Well, the, the next trend is definitely on the minds of many, including households when they go to the gas station, and that's uh, energy costs. So while barrel prices were already rising, the crisis in Ukraine certainly upended a lot of predictions from the beginning of the year. So what should we expect now? This is so true, John. You're, you're absolutely right. Um, we're all aware of the current geopolitical sort of climate, and that's caused a significant rise in crude oil prices, with costs reaching highs of nearly $132 a barrel. We really haven't seen prices like this since the 2008 recession, when prices were reaching an all-time high of around $147 a barrel. And what I feel is that given the current sort of volatility and, and this current sort of tension and crisis between Russia and Ukraine, we can continue to expect that this volatility will continue into 2022 until there is a resolution path um, that, again, you know, the, the market sees and individuals can see. Um, in addition to that, I think the possibility of higher output from the OPEC plus members would also help alleviate some of these pressures heading into 2022. But as you may already be aware, there's no firm commitment and those discussions are very fluid and ongoing. So if we do start to see, again, a resolution path uh, due to the current crisis with Russia and Ukraine, and we start to see, again, production from Russia come back into the market with countries open to accepting, um, we can see you know, some of this volatility to taper off, but I anticipate this will continue well into Q2. Makes sense. And this is definitely on the minds while you're talking. This is definitely on the minds of logistics uh, managers for sure, and these energy costs are definitely cutting in. So. Any any other major impact you see in terms of logistics or just um, I don't know maybe more specific supply chain issues? Yeah, no, I think from a distribution perspective, I think this will certainly continue. Um, just recently, I, I noticed, uh, you know, or read about a, a, a reefer, which is a refrigerated truck driver, uh, filling up gas in Tennessee at a price of $5.15 uh, a gallon. Um, if you try to fill up a full 18-wheeler tanker, um, that cost was over a thousand dollars john so um of course that cost is not going to just be consumed by the distribution company or by the manufacturer ultimately that is going to trickle down to the consumer uh and so again they were transporting you know as we think of milk and other goods that require refrigerated uh transportation and distribution we can certainly expect sort of the rise in in those costs of goods and the rise uh in the actual sort of price of those goods to trickle down to the consumer so um you're absolutely right i feel that we're going to start seeing the impact um, across uh, the, the value chain, all the way from manufacturers to the distribu distribution companies, and then ultimately down to the consumer. Right. 
Well, let's move on to interest rates. So interest rates have been kept very low, really, for if you look historically for the past couple of years. But the Outlook report really predicts that these will rise at least somewhat in 2022. So could you go through what's the what's the context for this and how will how how would a rate hike affect most economies? Sure. So uh, you're right that policymakers and central banks really wanted to incentivize growth in 2021 as we were coming out of a pandemic. And they did that by keeping these interest rates low. And it worked. Um, as we discussed a bit earlier, there was very strong GDP growth in, in 2021, and we saw demand increase across multiple sectors. Um, however, as we were approaching the end of 2021, the discussion shifted to inflationary pressures. And this ongoing time of continued growth, right? And the story was now that, you know, we fully expect U.S. interest rates to increase, and we expect them to increase multiple times in 2022. Um, and that can start as early as next week when the Fed meets, with uh, many folks expecting that the interest rates will rise by 25 basis points. So as, again, the, the policymakers and the central banks want to curb inflation, uh, there is you know ongoing discussions that interest rates will continue to grow uh, or rise. Um, and the impact of that will eventually be you know potentially weaken demand uh, as the cost of borrowing will get more expensive. So we'll start to, again, see organizations be a bit more cautious when it comes to making new potential capital investments or, or you know, gaining liquidity through, through borrowing. Right. And then uh, kind of connected, the fourth trend that we're looking at is labor, specifically unemployment. So this has been a topic in really any news outlet for the past two years and even in 2021 with the great resignation. What will look different in 2022, or do you think it'll be more of the same? Yeah, this is, I think, going to certainly be a trend going into 2022. Um, while we saw recovery in 2021, uh, the employment level still remained lower than the 2019 pre-pandemic level. So uh, around 61.1% employment in, in April of 2022, or excuse me, April of 2020, right before sort of the pandemic versus 59.2 in November of 2021. Um, we are expecting sort of a, a sharp reduction in, in unemployment by by mid-2022, um, but we still expect there to be shortages when it comes to the labor market. Um, as you alluded to, um, there was a record number of Americans that quit their jobs in, in 2021 as part of the Great Resignation, uh, really looking for, again, more flexibility um, and potentially you know, non-traditional outlets such as the gig economy or freelance work. So due to those constraints, uh, we do still anticipate there being labor shortages in uh, in 20. 22, but the overall unemployment level should decrease. And our last trend is certainly the one that gets the most attention, and that is inflation. So probably really connected to everything you've said so far, but why are we experiencing such high inflation today? Do we expect this to continue or subside in the coming year? Yeah, I think, you know, it's a combination of things, John. Again, the, the continued growth that we saw uh, in, in 2020 and going into 2021 with interest rates uh, being so low, um, a lot of the developed and advanced economies such as the U.S., Europe, and U.K. sort of experienced record highs in, in terms of inflation. Uh, we're really expecting that to continue into 2022. Uh, and the reason why is, again, a lot of these challenges that we've talked about, right, the ongoing supply chain disruption 
unions, the rise in commodity prices, um, the current labor shortage, and just the overall rise in demand for goods and services going into 2022. That demand is going to continue to drive uh, inflation um, as we continue through the year into Q2 and beyond. Um, we're already starting to see the impact of that with some of the uh, rising prices that you see, whether it's retail goods or firms that need to increase wages uh, due to this labor shortage. Um, so going into sort of Q2, Q3, I do anticipate uh, we, you know, we'll see inflation sort of to continue to rise. However, as we sort of approach equilibrium in the sense that where sort of su the supply and demand imbalance starts to stabilize uh, and we achieve sort of the lower unemployment rates and as organizations look for increased automation, we believe that'll help cap these inflation levels as we approach sort of the, the later part of, of 2022 and hopefully uh, reach the forecasted rates. Sure, and it, it, I think as you were talking, it just seems like all these are so interconnected anyway. Absolutely. Um, well, there's certainly a lot to keep track of here from GP's Outlook report, but if you had to summarize maybe the bottom line to these, especially relating to supply chain procurement, what would you say in any any kind of silver lining that you can see? Sure. Um, look, I, I think, you know, as we go into 2022, while we're seeing, you know, recovery continue, uh, GDP growth to continue, there's still going to be many unknowns. Um, initially heading into 2022, the thought was what's going to be the impact of COVID or a new variant that, that comes into play and how that's going to impact many of the uh, the trends that we just discussed. Um, as we sort of got into the end of January, into February, we of course have seen this geopolitical issue with, the, with Russia and Ukraine that has come to the forefront and the impact that that's having on our supply chain and the disruption that that's causing. So I think 2022 will have its own set of unknowns as we continue through, but there will be a spotlight on supply chain and procurement, both professionals and their organizations. And it's really going to be up to these professionals to figure out how um, they can elevate these roles and ultimately lead. So uh, I think it's a very exciting time uh, for supply chain and procurement professionals as there's a significant opportunity to make impact. Well, let's end on that note. Well, Rafiq, thank you for your time today and for walking us through all that content. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Thanks so much, John. Listeners, join us on the next episode of GP Insights. Thanks for listening.